Hey everyone, welcome to Women's Work, Rising, Leading, and Thriving, produced by the Institute for Women, Wellness, and Work at Ursuline College. I'm Gina Messina, and this is a podcast that empowers women to recognize ourselves as the leaders we've been waiting for. I am thrilled to be talking today with Shamika Jones-Taylor, the Vice President of the Corporate Work Study Program at St. Martin de Porres High School. Recently named a woman of note by Crane's Cleveland Business, she is changing lives daily, creating opportunities for growth and advancement with her personal superpower she identifies as empowerment. Shamika, I am so, so excited, delighted, inspired to be talking with you. Like I I don't even know what the right adjective is to use because I am such an admirer of your work and the incredible things that you are doing in the greater Cleveland community, working with these fantastic kids and helping to create a brighter future ahead for all of us. I, I feel like, gosh, teachers are so amazing. Persons who are engaged in this high school atmosphere, I always say, I don't know if I could do it. Uh, It's hard, hard work. It's impressive. And your mission is so amazing. So I'm wondering if we could start off talking a little bit about, you know, what brought you to St. Martin de Porres High School? And, you know, what is your connection to the mission and the work you're doing? Sure. I think that's a great place to start. Again, I just want to express my excitement and appreciation for being here. I'm so glad that Sharon Salmon connected us. My appreciation, affinity, love, all of those adjectives that you can think of, passion for all things Crystal Ray and St. Martin goes back quite some time. So I would say, let's see, I was in the 2008 class of Cleveland Bridge Builders. And at the time, St. Martin de Poor's was my lap team, leadership action project. And they were just starting out as a Crystal Ray school. And there are now 37 schools across 24 states for Crystal Ray. We just opened a new school. But I remember coming to St. Martin in the St. Vitus building, sitting, watching a video, Gina, of these students in Pilsen, Chicago, who were all first-generation students, all dealing with everything you can think and imagine when you think about students and families who can't afford a private education but want their shot, right? These willing and amazing young people who we know education will become not one of the game changers, but the game changers when you talk about changing the trajectory of their life and future. So I'm watching this, Gina, I'm in this lab team and I begin to cry. Literally, the tears flow down my eyes. Why, you ask? Because I was such a person. I come from a single mom. I had a child at a very young age myself. And so I was the first generation person. My cousin and I were the first Joneses to get our college degrees. I was the first Jones to get a master, the only Jones to have two masters. So when I think about our mission, St. Martin, Crystal Ray, it is not only is it a passion, but it's personal. It is so personal. It's a calling like none other because I'm a living witness to what it means to have education and how education becomes a game changer. 
Fast forward a little bit, at the same time, because of Councilman Zipperman, Cleveland City Council took on being a host for students. And so one of the beautiful ways our model works and our mission works is our students across the country, four days a week, they are in college. They're in the college prep learning environment. And then on that fifth day, though, they are in a corporate work environment. Watch this learning and growing and earning their high school tuition. So much like you would see when you go off to college and you do a corporate work study program or a work study program, the same is true for every Crystal Ray student across the country. They are literally earning their high school degrees as they matriculate through our high schools. And so city council became a partner we had an initial supervisor. My supervisor at the time, the clerk of council, Patricia Britt, she knows that I love young people. She said to me, Shemika, I want you to supervise the students. I'm like, okay, students, teenagers, I do teenagers, I love it. So for 12 years, my team and I supervised the students at Cleveland City Council. And let's see, in the summer, of July of 2018, my account manager here at the school, Steph Rienzi, said to me, hey, Shamika, will you be on a supervisor panel, kind of talk to the other supervisors about some best practices and, you know, good tricks of the trade, having students at work? I'm like, sure, I'll do anything for St. Martin. Fast forward, I met the then second president of St. Martin, Chas Napoli, Rich Clark, who was the founding president of St. Martin de Porres, had retired and Chaz was coming in as the new president. He began to talk about his vision, how he wanted St. Martin to grow. And I'm like, oh, this is really good. St. Martin is in good hands. Next thing I know, I'm going to lunch, Gina, and I was giving up 20 years for my passion. I said goodbye to my pension and hello to my passion to work as the vice president of the corporate work study program here. That is really, really beautiful because I think so many of us think about our career paths and think about our passions as being separate, that you can't necessarily do what you love and make a living at it, or, you know, that you have to have like a a career where you're making a living and then you can maybe do some volunteer work on the side. But you're a testament to the idea that we can live our passion every day and be doing the work that's important to us, that is connected to our values, to our belief system, and really be making change in the world. And it's so much more fulfilling to live our lives this way every day. It's, It's about being intentional for ourselves and intentional for our communities, right? You called it. I mean, and you're right. So For so often, even for myself, I thought that would be a rare thing, right? Like my bonus was already being able to supervise the students while I was at city council, right? So I was being a part of the mission, helping them when I was doing Cleveland Bridge Builders and we had the lap team, but to bring it all together full circle to now I'm able to impact internally and support then a team and our students and our partners and our students. I mean, it's It is the most meaningful yet hardest work I have ever done in my entire life. (laughs) I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I think a lot of times with our passion work comes very long hours and a lot of sleepless nights and figuring out how to manage 
all of the different pieces of our lives. And so one of the things I appreciate about St. Martin de Porres, and I say this about Ursuline College, and I mentioned to you, like I come from a Catholic background. And for me, a really critical piece of that is this idea that we honor each other as whole persons. You're not just your job. You're not just a student. You have all of these things going on and we need to you know, honor each other as whole people and recognize how we can support each other in all of the different roles in our lives. And so when you're like in involved in a passion position like this, how are you? I hate the word balance. Everybody knows that I say it all the time. I say my friend Ingrid taught me this, that it's about calibrating, right? By how do you calibrate? Like, how are you figuring out when you're, you know, giving your attention to your job, when you're focused on family, when you need to be talking with a student versus running a board committee meeting? Like, how are you doing all of this? So the number one team, so a couple of things, what's really important to us here at St. Martin, there are a couple of rooted principles, right, and who we are as a Catholic institution. And that's understanding those, what we call golden rules principles, right? I love you. God loves you. I see you. God sees you. And then built into that is that care for body, mind, and soul, right? That holistic human being. We practice that even from our student population all the way through our faculty and staff. And so what that looks like, sounds like, and feels like is I have a phenomenal team of people that I trust wholeheartedly. So I don't have to then be doing the every single day things. We portion our team off into our sales team. So there's the sales arm of our team. There's the student support arm of our team. We have relationship managers on the team. And then we have what we call our training and student support coaches. And all of us come together to build what is work study. And so it is not at all the Shamika show. It's the our show. We are the corporate work study team. Everyone on my team understands and knows that. And we are our brother and our sister's keeper. And that's really, really important. So what that means is just to give you an example, things are changing the way work looks right now with, with COVID, right? And so last school year, we had to pivot Pivot, 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 pivot. Did I say we had to pivot (laughs) in the way we ran our program? So what that meant is I was doing check-in, right? We had to divide our team into some more thirds. And so we do an all-hands-on-deck approach when we need to, and then we're able to come together to get the work done. But a huge portion of that is really thinking about who's best to do it, delegating it, right? And then trusting my team to get it done and not micromanaging. I trust each and every one of them explicitly to handle everything and then some. Well, and that is such a a critical part of being a leader, right? Is recognizing that you cannot do everything that you have to be able to delegate and you have to be able to trust the people on your team. It's so critical. And I mean, I think it also goes to your own leadership abilities and the amazing things that you're doing and why you were named Woman of Note by Cleveland uh, Cranes Business Magazine recently, which I was really excited to see so well-deserved. And I wonder if you could say a little bit 
bit about, you know, what it was like finding out that you were, you were named by Cleveland Cranes. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And I was so, so when I first got the email, I read it and I thought, oh, I was nominated. How nice. And then, you know, cause you're going through your emails. And then I said, wait, no, it says I won. And I'm like, wow, this is a big deal. How does Cranes even know my name, right? And I'm thinking, and I'm trying to figure out who would nominate me. And then the icing on the cake, Gina, was when I found out it was my team that nominated me. Oh, you talk about, oh, I'm getting choked up now. You talk about just a spirit of being so humbled and so grateful that they would see, you know, and confirm that, which I believe I'm instilling into them. It's really important, whether it's our students, Gina, whether it's our partners and supervisors or my team, I am a sure proponent, A, of servant leadership, and then B, seeing where a person is, and then what is my parting getting to you where you want to go. That's how I approach every single thing. And so to see the my team saying, yes, we affirm your leadership and we're grateful for it, it filled my heart with joy unspeakable. That is really, I felt emotional listening to you and just um, hearing you say that, that is really, really beautiful. So I, I need to ask you, and I know that on the podcast, people aren't necessarily going to be able to see this unless they see a, a brief portion of the video later, but you have this amazing picture behind you that I love so much. And you know, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about this picture, why you have this picture in your office. Yes. So one of my favorite words, everyone who knows me knows this, is intentional. And this picture is very intentional. It was a donation from one of the members of our jobs committee members. But the reason why I love it is growing up as a little girl, and who am I kidding? Even as an adult woman, I love superheroes, right? There's just this thing, there's this fascination with superheroes. And the thing that is beautiful about this particular picture, if you look, you see Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and you see them charging. And then right over in the corner, you see those three little boys and girls mimicking them and saying, there's a superhero in me. And that just goes back to the core of who I am. That goes back to the core of our messaging to our students, to my staff, to anyone that comes in, right? Be the superhero that's in you. We tell all of our incoming families and we mean it that each and every one of the students that walk through our doors are stars. And it's our job to make you shine as bright as God desires for you to shine and all of your God-given gifts and abilities to come forth and for us to train you, teach you, mold you, and help you grow to shine and be a bright shining star. And so that's why I love that photo because it just emulates who I am and who we are at St. Martin and at Crystal Ray, just acknowledging those beautiful gifts and talents that rest in each and every one of us. And it doesn't mean necessarily, Gina, right? Like you talked about with teachers, teachers are superheroes, right? You're a superhero. The work that Ursuline is doing with this women's connection, those individuals are superheroes. Each and every one of us has our circle of influence. And when we take advantage of that influence, if you're reaching one person, two, three, 10,000, we are emulating these superheroes behind us. And it goes beyond color. It goes beyond gender. It's a human to human superhero kind of thing. I love that. I love that. And I want to ask you, you know, as we wrap up, I am just dying to ask you, 
what is your superpower? What's my superpower? Yes. Empowerment. Empowerment. I, I can empower just about anyone. I There is something special about saying to someone, I believe in you. You can do this. You've got that. Uh, we're reading a book by Zaretta Hammond called A Warm Demander. And I am definitely a warm demander. I'm the person that's going to be like, oh, no, you can't give up. Oh, no, it's inside of you. I know you're tired. I know you're, you know, it, everything's going and looks bad, but you got this. You can do this. I am the empowerment queen. I love empowering, pushing and urging people. <laughs> well, I feel very empowered by you just in having this conversation. And I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to talk with me, especially, you know, in such a busy time. The school year is getting ready to start. We're dealing with all kinds of things because of the Delta variant. And, you know, actually, before we wrap up, I, I just need to ask you this. How are you and, and the rest of your colleagues managing with the Delta variant, the Delta, yes, and everything that is happening. I mean, you're running a high school, like I know with, with the college, we're figuring things out, and we know people want to be in person, and, and we miss that connection and seeing each other, and yet we also want to be safe. And for high schools, I mean, I think it's even more difficult because you know, kids, I, I joke about my daughter, like she's 12, and I'm like, God knows what she's putting in her mouth. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know where she's going to stick her hands or what she's going to do. So He's a teenager, right? (laughs) So last school year even looks a little different than this school year. So what we did, and a lot of our Crystal Ray schools across the country did something similar. In response to what was happening in the workforce, we pivoted. So what that looked like for St. Martin, we created what we call remote work program. So our students can now still work for the partners on their work days. So the way our program goes, again, today is what? Today's Tuesday. So when work starts, so we're in our second week of school, but when work starts the day after Labor Day on the 7th, all sophomores will go off to work, but some of them will be working on campus for their partners. So we did that. There are also then some of our partners who said to us, listen, we are committed. We know that this helps the students pay their tuition. So we don't want to pull back our financial support. Can we do financial support? We said, absolutely. And then some of our partners, so last year, even in the midst of the pandemic, before there was even the vaccine approved for teenagers, some of our partners said, we still need our student workers. So we sent a hundred of our students off to work. For the balance of our students, we created what we call a resume worthy leadership and training experience. And so on their work days, they got a full day of professional development, which included the partnership of Highland Software. We have been wanting to get our students trained in on-base, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and some other key hard skills. And our partners came alongside and showed up and really helped us put together a phenomenal program. In addition to that, we had, because it was mostly virtual last year, we're all in person this year, But we had over 127 of our partners come to what we call our exposure hour. And it's just like what we're doing right now. It'd be like 50, let's say, 
say no more like 80 to 100 students in a Zoom room with a supervisor or CEO or someone like you, Gina, sharing what you do, sharing your passion, sharing your journey, what important lessons did they learn? And then the students would be able to interact and ask questions. So one of our pivots, again, just trying to be that encourager, right? Shed some light. I said, we're going to utilize the gift of time. It's not a gift of time we would have necessarily planned or wanted for, but most people know whatever you call a thing really matters. So what I would say to the team is we got this gift of time with our students that we've never had before. And so we're going to utilize it and give them a resume worthy experience. And that's what we did. That is really, really inspiring and outstanding. And I just want to reiterate that I think the mission of St. Martin de Porres is so incredibly critical to be serving underprivileged children, to be working with families, uh, lower economic backgrounds, and to be ensuring that everyone has an opportunity to get the education that they deserve. And it's just really amazing. And your passion for it is so clear. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, the only thing I'd say in closing is, you know, everyone is having conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And one of the things anyone in education can tell you since the inception of the concept of school is education does become that game changer. A education in the United States, a high school education, a college education, a master's degree for all persons of color or persons from limited economic means. Getting your education is the very thing that will open up doors for you. Without them, you can guarantee that the access to those doors will not be. And then the beauty of a corporate work study program and starting that at the high school is like icing on the cake. Our students, imagine this, Gina, imagine graduating from high school with 1,600 hours of work experience. Wow. 1,600 hours of work experience, having built relationships, having built a network, having referrals all already. Wow. Just, I'm like, wow, Shamika, this has just been really a a wonderful conversation. And again, I'm so, so inspired, so inspired by your work, by the mission of your school and see the way that you are empowering so many. It's just, it's inspiring. So we see it as a gift from the president on down. We, we say all the time and it's our truth that we are blessed and we are fortunate to be able to be vehicles for this work. You know, the kudos really goes to our amazing students that we have, all 400 of them. We're just agents and it's it's a beautiful thing to have a part in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Shamika. And to anyone who's listening who wants to connect, I'm going to tell them that, you know, check out your LinkedIn page. Be sure to look at St. Martin de Porres and uh, the mission of the school and the incredible work that you are doing. And it's something to be supported and celebrated. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. Thanks for listening in today. And to learn more about our guests, visit our website at womenwellnesswork.ursuline.edu. Don't forget to subscribe to Women's Work on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.